Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, I'm Eric Engel with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast. And today's a little different, uh, seeing that uh, we're all sitting here at home going through this COVID-19 coronavirus mess. Uh, What are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to talk about homeschooling in chaos, because that's what it is. But But homeschooling in itself is chaotic. So we're just going to add another level of stress to it today. Okay, so obviously dealing with the kids has to do with uh, marriage as well. Oh, right, right. I mean, it's it's where you lose your mind. <laughs> I mean, so the question is, do you ever get it back? Uh, slowly. <laughs> I mean, my sons are eighteen and twenty, and my mind is slowly coming back. So, you know, there is hope. Okay. Well, right now we have people just like us that are confined to home. Kids are home. Husbands home. Wife's home. And it's not the summer and they feel like, and rightly so, that their kids are missing out on the education and they're going to have to make it up or they're going to have to homeschool or they're going to have to do something, right? Well, yes. And it, and it feels like a overwhelming, insurmountable task, a task that they didn't choose. And I think that's the hardest part is when you're thrust into something and you're like, whoa, I didn't choose this. I don't want to do this. I can't believe that this is my life right now and I'm not prepared for it and I don't know how. So there's a lot of of those concerns that they're having to mentally address and then they have to like round up their kids and try and teach them in this. Okay, so... What makes you an expert at homeschooling? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't say I'm an expert at it. I've just done it. I've done it since my sons have come out of my womb. I've done it since through years of chronic illness. I've done it through financial storms, losing our house and moving and you being at home 24-7. So I've lived... You've lived the coronavirus. Uh, and, and, and well, and the funny thing is because I did have a virus in the midst of all that. So in essence, I did. But those were all my choices. I mean, obviously not the illness and the, and the financial loss, but I chose to homeschool where where I'm who I'm speaking to today are both the seasoned homeschoolers who chose this and the and those that are forced to do it. And here's the bottom line. Every mother regardless of private school, public school, homeschool, every mother has been homeschooling their kids since they came out of their womb. Okay. The difference is some, something strange and, and mystical happens at age five when all of a sudden we have to listen to what the government tells us about our kids. Because between the ages of zero and five, we're determining what foods we're going to feed our kids, when they're ready to crawl, when they're ready to walk, how to help them along, how to help them get dressed, how to help them to go to the bathroom. The government wasn't telling us how to, when to, what to do with them at that time. But then at age five, 
then all of a sudden we're like, well, we don't know what to do with them now. All so the, let's all, all of a sudden we don't know anything. Right, right. So I want I want the parents to be encouraged in knowing that you are the best person to teach your kids right now. And not only do I think that, but God thinks that. They've been God appointed. Yes. Yes. So I I want I want the listener to feel a sense of peace in this message because that's the last thing that's probably taking place in their minds right now is I've now got this enormous responsibility to help my child academically and I don't feel equipped and I don't really want to do this job and I don't know how I don't know how to do it so I I want the listener to feel like you know what have some assurance here God appointed you as their parent a long time ago. God is seated on the throne. He knows what he's doing. Again, he's he's not surprised by this virus. He wants your kiddos home because you are the closest thing to Jesus right now in their life. Well, so let's start with being equipped. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'm going to give just a simple, simple a guideline to being equipped. And that is you only have to be one page ahead of your kid in whatever they're te- you're teaching them. Right. That's it. Right. They don't know any different. They don't. Okay. So if, if, if they're on page 100 of the math book, you only have to be on page 101 and you can teach them. And by the way, you know, Google is a great resource. I remember when we were doing multiplication of fractions, I don't think I ever learned that in school. I'm, I'm sure I probably did, but I long we forgot it. We don't remember it. it, right. And so I'm like, how do, how do I teach this? What do I do? And I, I just went to Google and and looked it up. And I learned it quickly since, you know, as, as adults, a lot of times it's easier for us to learn things like that quickly. It's like, oh, okay, I get this. And so then I turned around and taught it to my kid. Well, and then you got your wife who's like, I have no idea what that means, so let's skip that page. <laughs> okay. So There's always that option as well. I, I, I'm giving you permission. I'm giving you permission, parent, to skip that page because my boys are still alive. Okay. So that in itself is a feat that they've, they've weathered through all the years of the hardships and the trials and, and being taught by this wild woman who's like, I don't know what that means. We're skipping that. They could still function in society. The one, my younger one, was off at Bible college. He's since now home because of the virus. And my older one was working at Amazon before the virus, okay? And so now my younger one, they're both at Amazon working there to help the world today because the world is in need. They're able to function. They're able to communicate. And here's what was so interesting when I was speaking to my older one just yesterday. And, you know, he's telling me some of his concerns with his friends and so forth. I said to him something about, you know, keeping your eyes on Jesus and thinking on what is true. And he goes, well, of course, that's what I tell all the people at Amazon. And I thought, isn't that interesting? Because here's this young kid who's lived through it, and now he gets to be a witness to those that are experiencing, you know, some some panic. You know, he's he's in the midst of health checks at Amazon because of the COVID-19. So again, even in my state of, I don't know what this 
fraction looks like. I don't understand this page of math. We're going to skip it. Okay. And and at the end of the day, here's what I wanted to teach my kids. Matthew 6, 33. But first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So that was a big mantra of mine as a mom to point them to Jesus. Okay. Another one that at one point I ran a homeschool group. I had like 25 families that we were in charge of and I needed to know the laws and so forth. Our scripture verse that I chose for our school was 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. The goal was for all of us to grow in the grace of Christ and his knowledge. And why? So he could be glorified. Let's put things in perspective. Uh, when our children stand before the Lord at that moment, he's not going to say, hey, you screwed up the multiplication of fractions, and so you're not getting into heaven. <laughs> That's right. not even a consideration. Right. Okay, so go back to priorities. And, and this is probably an awesome time to delve into teaching the word Absolutely. to your kids. Yeah, I mean, it's a concentrated time where you can actually do that that you may not have had before. Right. Well, we had, I know one year we had no money for curriculum. We, we, we had no money. Zero. Zero. And it's just like, okay, never really thought that that would be our reality. So you came up with the idea of them, of the boys going through their Bible, taking whether it was a chapter a day or a paragraph a day of writing out, first reading whatever passage it reading was, it. reading it. Then they had to write it. Okay, right. so you got your your spelling going on there. You got the reading going on there. You got some cursive going on there. And at the time, they were probably mm, nine, eleven years old. Well, and then they had to get up and shoot a video of it. Right. Oh, public speaking at its finest. And so here we are, many years later, and they remember, you know, some of those stories because the word of God does not return void. So. Some listeners are having to figure out what to teach because the school the school districts aren't up to speed yet with their teachers and the online stuff. So just bring out the Bible, you know, go go through basic math with them. They know one thing you said to me in my early years of homeschooling was, well, what do they need to know? They need to know how to read so they could read the Bible. Right. They needed to know basic math so they could function. Right. What else? They need to know how to communicate with others. Right. Right. <clears throat> I mean, so, I got a D in, in geometry. Okay. Well, how many times did you fail public writing or? or oh, or, uh, college writing, not just once, but twice. And, he, <laughs> and here's where God has me. So God fills in gaps. Okay. So again, the whole point of this podcast episode is to impart peace to the hearer when it comes to homeschooling their kids. Okay, so here's something else I want to add to that. Every every parent, every mother, especially the moms, based on their high sense of responsibility, do not feel like they're qualified to teach. Absolutely. Right? Well, the first thing you need to understand is that's a lie from the enemy. That's a lie from Satan. And he's always going to do that because he wants the world to teach your kid. He doesn't want you to teach your kid. Well, right. He he wants worldview, not biblical worldview. Okay. Right. And so if he, he can convince he to... you, 
that you're not qualified, then he's doing his job. Well, and God says you are qualified, not only because you've, whether your kid came out of your heart or your, or your womb, you are the parent, you are qualified. God has already qualified you to raise your kid. Well, and the Bible commands us to teach them all the time. Right. So what does that look like? Wow. You know, my kids have sucked the life out of me and it's just like, how do I teach them all the time? Okay. So let me give them some basics. Have a basic routine. Okay, just a basic routine. I'm not talking about you fill you fill out your hourly schedule. At 6 a.m. I get up, at 6.30 I do this, at 7 I do that. I mean, that that is a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for guilt. It's a recipe for bitterness, flying off the handle, yelling at everyone, you know, and that's just in the first hour that you've gotten up. Okay, so you're in chaos. You're in, you're in a time where, you have to get some spiritual sea legs per se. Right. Okay. Because you're having to learn how to navigate this, this new path. So if you could just sit down and say, okay, from nine to noon. Okay. And here's another thing, another thing for the brand new to homeschooling. Even though your kids are off at school from like eight to three, homeschooling does not take that long. Right. And the reason the reason it takes so so long at school because you have one teacher for 30 kids. Right. Homeschooling on average pro- probably took me about an hour and a half a day. Okay. Hour and a half a day. And let me give you some wins cuz again, my kids are out of it. They're out of we we've done the right. the you know. They're they're 18 and 20 at this point. So, let me give you some wins. I would tell my sons I would write out their lesson plan for the week. Now, for the the moms that are getting the lesson plans from the, the teachers online, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know if they get a weekly lesson plan. I know in the past I've done lesson plans that were computer-based that we did like switched on schoolhouse where all their work just came through the online deal. And this is when they got older, so I'm not writing out their lesson plans. So I would I would write out my son's lesson plans for the entire week hand it to them. Now they're, they're older at this point. I said, knock yourself out. If you want to have it all done today and you got nothing for the rest of the week, I'm fine with that because we had that ability, you know, right. We had the ability to really kind of hunker down, get our work done. And then you're free for the rest of the week. Okay. So that was just kind of like, we did that for several years. Fast forward to recently, My youngest is off at Bible college. He's in an intensive program from like 8 a.m. to 8 or 9 p.m. every single day, okay? And his first semester there, he was also working part-time. And he would have people who would come up to him and say... go back to the first week. Well, the first week or so, he was just totally overwhelmed, like, oh my gosh, this is just so much work. Right. I can't do this. Right. And I'm like, you could do it. God's got you there. You'll do just fine. Just focus. And he would say to me, they want me to write all these papers. I don't know how to write these papers. And I'm like, welcome to the club. Like, I know how to write a book. I don't know how to write a book. Just write what God's put on your heart. Express it. And, And I could tell, I remember him at one point googling you know how to write a paper right how to resource yeah i'm like go to this resource grammarly it'll help you with your vocabulary i'm like it's what i use 
okay? Because at this point, they're motivated to learn. When a child's not motivated to learn, they're going to learn nothing. I learned virtually hardly anything in school except how to read, how to write, do basic math. But I don't, I don't remember all the other stuff that they, they taught me because oh, I wasn't interested. I didn't either. Okay. So anyways, he makes it for, through his first few weeks and now he's getting into his routine. So he went into, there was some chaos. There was some overwhelm. This is all brand new. He's spiraling out of control. And it's just like, all right, just kind of hunker down and go back to what you know. Go back to developing those routines. And so one day he'd have all these friends that would always say to him up in Bible college, kind of like, what do you mean you're done with your homework? How are you done with your homework? We got all this homework. And my son's just like... Well, and they'd say, how do you have all this free time? Right, right. And my son Noah would say, well, the minute I got my assignment, I did my homework. I did all my homework. So I'm free for the rest of the week. And I thought, isn't that interesting? He, he reverted back to some of the training because he knew, all right, don't procrastinate, get this done. So that was a big win for me to just see some of those little habits that I tried to instill in them. And then when he came home, I think it was for Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was for Thanksgiving. And he's showing me kind of like his sermon notes. And I'm just like, who is this kid? Like, I didn't teach him any of this. So here's the gap. Here's where the Holy Spirit comes in. God fills in the gap. I'm trying to instill in them this biblical worldview, live for Jesus, go bring honor and glory to Jesus, surrender, submit to the Lord, and he'll take care of you. Well, my son comes back, he shows me these sermon notes, and I'm just like blown away. Like, I don't know who your teacher was, but it certainly wasn't me because this stuff is beyond what I could have ever taught him. And then he had pastors up there who said to him, hey, you know, I think you have the gift of teaching and I'd like to pull pull you aside like on a Saturday and start mentoring you. Again, God fills in the gaps. You be faithful as a mom. Try to instill a basic routine, you know, with your kids because the bottom line is you, the way you live, the way you act, the way you react, your actions and your attitudes, that is the true curriculum. Here's the true cur- curriculum. What what do adults need today to have a functional, prosperous existence? It, whether they're in work or at home or whatever. What they and I don't mean during the coronavirus, but I mean in general. Okay, because those are things they don't learn in school. Yeah, and, life and skills. Life skills, and those will be the things. To say, hey, while you're out. We're going to work on life skills, right? And we're gonna we're gonna do these things that you will never learn in school. And then after school, you're going to be going, well, how do I do this stuff? Let's learn that stuff right now. Right, right. So my routines. There's a lot of things that I I, I guess I want to share some things of what I did and what I didn't do okay. in all my years of homeschooling. You know, I taught them life skills was huge because I couldn't do it all especially being sick, I couldn't do it all. And then with all the financial uncertainty and having to move and, you know, my boys have learned how to be great movers. (laughs) And packers, right. And packers, you know, because I I can remember thinking, gosh, Lord, why would you allow us to go through this? We're just trying to honor you. We're trying to live for you. You know, I have all these other, what in in my mind, I deemed as better worthwhile pursuits of, I want to be able to educate them better. But the Lord's like, oh, no, daughter, I'm taking your family through the storm. And so today we're all four of us are just kind of like, yeah, whatever, you know, COVID-19 is going on. And it's just kind of like we've already lived through this. So our life hasn't really been 
immensely impacted by it. But that doesn't mean we get to rest on our laurels. Now it's like, okay, we need to get up and go be the church to people that are just overwhelmed by this. So I taught them basic, you know, they, my, I can remember at one point my kids were as young as nine and they're doing the entire laundry for, for the entire family. Okay, because I taught them that they're going to need to know how to do their laundry. They're going to need to know how to make basic meals. You know, pick a recipe that your family likes. Okay, in in the chaos, don't don't try new recipes. This is not a time to try new new recipes because you're all confined at home and just trying to get the food on the table is enough as it is. And teach teach that child one child one recipe. Okay, and keep doing it every single week. To where they know that recipe. Yeah, we have pictures. We look back. We see our kids at young ages. And you're like, well, so what are you guys going on over here? You're in the kitchen. There's these pictures of them making meals. And I said, oh, well, that we were doing dinner ministry for some family in need. But don't think that that was because I love being Susie Homemaker and I'm great in the kitchen. It was, oh, no, I have a specific meal that I would do for dinner ministry. So I always knew it came out right. And I would double it. So I'm only making one meal, the one where where one, one for us, and one, one for, for us, them. and one for them. And I taught my boys how to make that meal. Okay, so they get to come alongside of you and do life with you. And yes, it takes more time, and yes, it wears on your nerves. But in in the long run, they become more of a blessing because they're helping out in the family. Now is the time for them to learn how to help out the family. Because the last thing you need is such a self-centered, worship me child. We don't want that. Okay, you're not there to babysit the kid. You're there to teach that kid it's not all about them. And yes, they are having a hard time. They're missing their friends. They're missing their routine. That's why I'm like, a routine is vital, but make sure it's not, you're not like a drill sergeant. Okay, because you're in chaos as well. Because when you go into full-blown, if when I went into full-blown general mode, I am not a nice wife and I am not, I was not a nice mom. Sure, I got things right. done, but at what expense? Right. Well, and if dads are home, uh, they can certainly take the kids and say, hey, we're going for a hike today. Okay. Or, you know, we're, we're going to do something. I mean, why not? You yeah. got the time. Yeah. I mean, you, you do yeah. have to get them out of the house for a little bit. There were times when... We didn't have, we had nowhere to go because we had no money. Gas prices were astronomical, probably probably close to about $5 a gallon at this point. And I can remember it was like 110, 15 degrees outside. But we were all cooped up in like a thousand square foot home. We're on top of each other. And I wanted to break everyone's neck. And here I am trying to be this gracious wife and mom. And I'm like, it's not in me, Lord. I, I can't handle all this. I mean, we were all going stir crazy. And it's just like, okay, we, we need to get out of the house. We need to just go for that walk. Or there were other times when I would, my older child was very, still very active, can't sit still for nothing. And I'm like, okay, go run around the block. You know, this was how I would start off school in the morning because he can't sit still. He's like 10, 11 years old. And this kid, just an hour and a half of trying to get him to sit still was just going to be the death of me. So go run around the block, get some energy out. Or if you can't do that, I could also remember putting in exercise videos and I would have, I would start having them partake in that. Okay. Because they, they've got 
especially young kids, especially boys. I mean, they have this pent up. Well, there's there's so many opportunities to teach. Mm-hmm. Okay, for a lot of guys, you can walk your kid into the garage and say, "Hey, we're going to learn a little bit about tools and how they work and what they are." Or you can go out in the back with a magnifying glass and say, "We're gonna we're gonna find five different bugs and we're gonna look them up and find out what they are and and, and that sort of thing." Or you know, if you go on a hike, you say, "Okay, we're gonna collect." Uh, different pine cones or different sticks or or you know we're going to learn about you know how trees grow i mean there's so many things that you can just do application in living yeah that- i mean we did little color treasure hunts in nature you know here's a little brown bag and we'd go out and these this is when they were younger you know but for the families that have kids that are having to do the distance learning Okay. Mm -hmm. Tell your kid, do the distance, you know, do whatever the teacher says, get it all done. And then you have free time. And in that free time, they're getting a little bit of a break from you. You're getting a break from them, but still kind of structure that free time a little bit. Just know in the back of your head, okay, you got maybe an hour to Skype with Timmy and do Minecraft or, you know, just be able to talk to your your friends, you know, maybe got little, you've got girls and they want to talk to their, their friends who they're missing. Okay, well, let's finish our learning. And once that do- that's done, then they have the opportunity to do that free stuff. Well, you could do fun stuff like, hey, our writing lesson is you're going to write a letter to your buddy and they're going to write back. Yeah. Okay? I mean, yeah. that's more fun than writing a report. Right. right. Or, or if they're older, let's learn how email works a little bit more because those, even today, they still have to use that. I can remember when my boys were in early high school, we we did an online course on business management. And one of them was them learning about email, you know, because they didn't, right. it's, you know, in the days of social media, you didn't do, you don't do a whole lot of that. And it's just like, you're going to need to know email, you know? So there are practical life skills that you could do with them that, yes, have their, have them do their, their online learning with their teachers if it's given to them, but then teach them the minute this gets done, you have all this free time. And then here's a classic one. I'm bored. I'm hungry. Okay. I, you know, it's the last thing a homeschooler. Are you uh, talking about me? uh, Well, maybe the last thing a long-term homeschooler says to mom is I'm bored because if that mom is smart, she's like, well, here's a brush. Go scrub the baseboards. Okay. (laughs) Because they'll learn real quick that mom will find some chore for them to do. Okay. So rarely did I hear later on from my kids that they were bored. Right. Okay. So in your your late night time when the kids are in bed, write down a list of things that need to be taken care of. And so when your kid's bored, put them on that list. Here you go. You could do this. And they'll, or, or if you tell them, okay, I need you to go do free time on your own in your own room, go read a book. Okay. What? Cause I'm going to lay down and take a nap or I'm going to try and get something done. Okay. Generally at that point, they, that's when they want to interrupt you the most. Okay. Right. Or if you get on a phone call, maybe you're working from home and they're like, oh, well, I need to go interrupt you. If they learn that if they do that, they now have to do chores, they'll stop interrupting you. Right. And, and it sounds like we're talking about a lot of younger kids, which is fine, which is great. If you got older kids, teach them what you know. Oh, yeah. What do you do at work? How do you do it? Teach them that because they're going to have to learn that stuff at some point anyway. 
you know, if whatever type of business you're in, say, hey, this is what we do and this is how we do it and this is why we do it. And and I want to teach you a couple of these skills or I want to show you what a spreadsheet looks like or I want to show you, you know, how how this works or that works or, you know, everyone has some sort of skill that they can teach their kid. Right. And and the other thing that you could do is the home management side. Again, teach them a recipe, teach them, teach them how to order groceries online. Give them a list, type it out on your phone, Right. have them do that. And then you start kind of putting them in charge of something. They have a sense of purpose. Okay. So there's all these other areas of life that if you just kind of stand back and say, okay, God has allowed this to take place in our lives. This too shall pass. We're going to come out of this. Okay. But always keep in mind who you're living for in the midst of this chaos because it's easy for a kid if you're always flying off the handle and yelling and screaming at them that they might stand back and say why would I want to follow this Jesus later on in life based on what I'm seeing from my parents okay so you got to keep that in check if if some things are if you've put too much on your to-do list yeah. Then learn to prioritize. Okay. We went down to the bare basics. Laundry, food. What else? A little bit of learning. You would ask me, what are you doing today? Laundry, learning, cooking, cleaning. Laundry, learning, <laughs> cooking, cleaning. Because that was just that was just what the life our life was. So there wasn't a whole lot of extras that I put on it. And because of the the lockdown that we're in now, yeah, you don't have a whole lot of extras. So you don't have to worry about getting Johnny to soccer practice and Susie to band practice and cheer and and so forth. But while they're there, try and create a sense of peace, being that haven, because they are unnerved too. And if if you're unnerved and you're overwhelmed, they will sense that, okay? They will, they will pick up really kind of what you're laying down emotionally. Right. And that was always a big concern of mine. I can remember moving back from, so we, our home went into foreclosure when, when the recession came, you know, way back in 2008, we moved out because the bank said, okay, we're going to sell your home. Okay. So we move out into rental. We're at, at the rental for 10 months. Everything you touch just falls apart. You can't make, <laughs> we're selling you know, I sold everything. We we sold wedding stuff. I uh, mean, we we sold your wedding dress. Yeah. Yes. Okay. I mean, we sold everything. Everything, everything we could. that wasn't attached. Right. Everything that know? we could, and yet we still couldn't financially make it in the rental. But all the while, our foreclosed property still hasn't gone back to the bank. So we were forced to move back to the foreclosed property. Right. Okay. And I could remember standing in the foyer of that foreclosed property. And it's still clear to me this to this day, you know, 10 plus years later. And I had a friend who was helping me bring in boxes of our stuff. And it was every three weeks that we would hear from the bank as to whether or not it, the property went to foreclosure. Okay. Right, right. So I didn't know how long we were going to be in this house. Right. Never said. And so my friend's like, well, should I put all this, these boxes? boxes back in the homeschool room because the homeschool room kind of became like the storage of stuff we're not going to use right and I'm just like 
while I don't really want to unpack and repack because I just did this, I mean, to move a home, you know, 10 months ago and to remove it again, it's right. just like, yeah, that's overwhelming. And I'm, I'm sick. I'm exhausted. I'm running the homeschool group. I'm trying to homeschool the kids. And then this is at the, the time when the Lord's like, oh, you need to go right And I'm like, yeah, no, just stop speaking because we can't do all this. And so anyways, I'm standing in the foyer. And so she says to me, do you want me to put this in the homeschool room? And I'm just like, Lord, I I just don't know. And then the Lord, Holy Spirit just speaks to me. And he says to me, daughter, you need to show your children your faith. Now, my kids weren't even there at the time. It's just me and, and and this girlfriend. And I say to her, I'm like, no, 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 we're gonna put all this, you know, put the books over here. We're going to put it in the bookcase. And she just looked at me. Her mouth just dropped open. You're unpacking. Like, yeah, I'm unpacking. And she's just like, what do you mean you're unpacking? And I'm like, I needed to show my, for whatever reason, the Lord really impressed upon my heart that I needed to show my kids the faith I had in Christ during this uncertain time. Right. And I couldn't have said where they would be then 10 years later and how they're handling what everybody else is going through now. But my heart's desire was for my sons to go build God's kingdom, to be a light to those in need. And to start seeing that that fruit from that has just blessed my heart because I didn't have any other examples of what do I do in this situation, other women to follow that have gone through storms and is living with, with all this chaos. But I do have the Word of God, and I have the Holy Spirit, and so does the listener. She's got the Word of God. She's got the Holy Spirit. And here I am, an older woman, saying to you, it's going to be okay. Remain steadfast in the Word of God. Cling on to some scriptures. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. 2 Peter 3.18, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And here's the last one I want them to hold on to is 2 Peter 1.3. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all of this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. You have everything you need, even when you feel like you don't have everything you need. Many, many times. I felt like I did not have everything I needed, but yet God gives us what we need. And when he stripped us of everything, it's just like, now what? Now what do we do? Well, during those times, we got really creative. And then one, one other thing, I know, I, I know I mentioned I'm bored, you know, I'm hungry. Right. If they're so hungry, teach them how to make a snack, okay? Because really they're not hungry unless they're just consuming sugar all day long and no protein. You know, so that's another, that's another avenue of how do I fill up their little tummies, you know, but really your kid is just bored. So they're eating. And we went through periods of that. Then I'm like, he's really not that hungry unless he just ate sugar. Well, the benefit was that we couldn't afford that much food. So it wasn't that big of an It issue. wasn't, but you know, as a mom transitions from Going from my kids are out in school, now they're at home, to I used to work, now I'm at home. She has to learn how to manage that ship, okay? That, that, that is a new charted territory for her. So set the tone spiritually, mama. 
If you need many, many hours of just some peace and quiet, you got to break that up in your day. The bathroom became a great, great place for me to just retreat because they always wanted me 24-7. They right. still do. Right. They'll still come looking for me. Right. Even at this age. Where's where's mother? Yeah. Where they'll, is she? They'll, they'll still come looking for me and they'll come looking for you. And so set the tone. When you're at your breaking point, tell them mom needs a break. Okay. And because and it's okay to say, I'm sorry when you snapped at them. Make sure you say that. I'm sorry. I didn't want to treat you like that. Will you forgive me? Okay, learn that script, mama, because you're going to need it like day in and day out. And then what they learn is when they've hurt and offended others, they're going to learn that script. I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? Right. Because married couples need to know that script. Okay? Because many adults don't know that script. We are all sinners. We're, you're, you're all going to get on each other's nerves. The bickering will happen. You know, this is not the time to focus extensively on their character. Okay? You got to set the basic routines. You got to set some parameters for yourself and choose your priorities. Okay? And don't get bent out of shape if you feel like you fall short. We all do, but that's that's when the miracle happens. That's when you stand back and say, I didn't teach my kid that. Wow, I'm blown away by what God has done. You be faithful to what the Lord has entrusted in your care because these kids are in your care right now. Okay, so the last thing I want to say is husbands, thank your wives and wives appreciate your husbands and try not to get on each other's nerves. Well, we will address the the husband and his leadership um, next week. That's I really want to go there. Okay. Um, but I wanted to give them some kind of find some order in the chaos because you do you do need to put some order to this. You can't just show up and be willy nilly twenty four seven and weather this storm like that because that's it's going to create an awful lot of anxiety and more problems in your day. So a little bit of order. And don't be uptight if, you know, your your child got all their lessons done in the first 35 minutes of the day. Okay? Okay. So those are my thoughts. Those are great thoughts. I'm Eric Engel. And you can find me at engelassociates.com if you're looking for me. And then my wife. I'm at jolaineengel.com. Until next time. <laughs>